Today is Wednesday, November 18th. This is T-Dad Talk. I'm Cameron Wayne. Coming up today, hometown holidays in Trinidad is set to have their 21st annual parade of lights at the Los Animas County Fairgrounds and in the state. A vaccine is coming out, but there are still some issues with the COVID-19 virus. In the world, Egypt uncovers more than 100 sarcophagi in an ancient burial ground. Stay tuned for more. Today's show is sponsored by the Trinidad Historic Main Street Board and the City of Trinidad presenting their Deck the Halls Business Spirit Decorating Competition. Downtown businesses can compete for six $1,000 prizes and all who vote on their favorite will be entered into a drawing. Visit the Trinidad Historic Main Street Facebook page to learn more and vote for your favorite decorated Trinidad businesses as we get closer to the holidays. All right, let's check in with the weather. Sunny skies here today in Trinidad with highs warming up to the mid-70s for today. Tonight we'll dip down to the mid-40s for Thursday. Mostly sunny again with highs just above 70 degrees. Now, here's the news. The 21st Annual Parade of Lights is slated for a drive through parade at the Los Animas County Fairgrounds this year on Saturday, November 28th. That's from 6.30 to 8.30 p.m. and complete with a goodie bag of candy for the kids at the end to kickstart the holiday season. Following an unsure start to the planning process for the parade, Hometown Holidays, who's been hosting the parade since 1999, decided to push forward to figure out a way to make something happen to brighten up the season. Hometown Holiday President Gloria Jean Young shared that she was thankful to the Los Animas and Huerfano County's Health Department and added that the paperwork wasn't too extensive and they were great to work with. This year, the public will be the ones to select float winners. When drivers pull up to the fairgrounds, hometown holiday committee members and volunteers will hand out a ballot allowing everyone to vote for their favorites as they drive through and view the floats. At the end of the route, volunteers will collect finished ballots for tallying and give each child a goodie bag of candy. Each float will be judged based on their use of light, use of color, creativity, animation, and music. Young also requested that the public bring a pen or pencil with you as they are running tight on them. That said, donations of pens and pencils as well as money to help with the candy that will make up the goodie bags is also encouraged and appreciated. Though the parade received the green light, Young said the Christmas tree lighting that normally happens each year at Trinidad City Hall did not get the same go-ahead. Regardless of the changes that the year has brought so far, Young expressed that her hopes are that the people will enjoy being able to get out and do something for the holiday season. If anyone wishes to be a part of the parade, there's still time. Hometown Holidays is still accepting applications until November 21st. The cost for entry is $30, and those funds go toward cash prizes for the parade winners. Applications can be found on their website at hometownholidaystrinidad.com backslash application. Hometown Holiday Committee members also ask that the public follow the posted route instructions and wait until 6.30 p.m. to begin lining up to avoid heavy traffic pileups at the event. Happening in the state, Colorado is due to receive about 670,000 doses of two COVID-19 vaccines that will be ready to go within weeks, CBS Denver reported yesterday. Figuring out how to distribute them is a harder task. Vaccines by Pfizer and now Moderna have shown more than 90% effectiveness, and each pharmaceutical company will create about 20 million doses for distribution between December and April. 
Colorado will get its initial doses by its percentage of the U.S. population, said Karen Miller, the Tri-County Health Department's immunization nurse manager, who is also part of the team trying to figure out how to distribute the vaccine. The state has broken down distribution into three phases, and within those phases, further categories. First up would be inpatient healthcare workers, including those at assisted living facilities, the outpatient healthcare workers, including home health and pharmacists. It would be followed by first responders, public health personnel, and correctional workers, then the people at highest risk in assisted living and long-term care facilities. That adds up to a little more than 300,000 Coloradans, effectively using up nearly all of the first vaccines, just setting up for it takes forethought. They'd have to be able to handle the vaccines, which will come in frozen, the Pfizer vaccine more so than the Moderna vaccine. Pfizer vaccine could be held in refrigeration for five days before administration, but that's the limit. The Moderna vaccine is said to have a significantly longer period of durability in refrigeration, though. It gets harder when Colorado gets beyond the first wave. The second wave will include the homeless, college students in dorms, and essential workers, then higher-risk individuals. Each has their own challenges, and that's before the general public in the third wave. Figuring out how to distribute it from there may have to wait. Happening in the world, Egypt unearthed more than 100 sarcophagi in Saqqara on Saturday, the same ancient burial ground where dozens of coffins were also found last month as the country continues to make major discoveries that's in its bid to lure back tourists. ABC News reported yesterday that the coffins were exhumed from three burial shafts 12 meters deep, the head of Egypt's Supreme Council of Antiquities, Mustafa El-Waziri, said. This adds up to 59 sarcophagi discovered last month in the same area, which served as the necropolis for the ancient capital of Memphis, a UNESCO World Heritage Site. Some of the newly uncovered coffins, which were colored and sealed, were displayed in a makeshift tent overlooking the Step Pyramid of Djoser in the vast necropolis. The gilded and wooden sarcophagi included mummies of priests and high-ranking officials belonging to the late Ptolemaic periods dating back more than 2,500 years ago. Egyptian archaeologists performed a CT scan on one of the mummies during the announcement, saying the deceased had died in his 40s and that he didn't suffer any chronic diseases. Saqqara is home to 13 periods, including Chaucer, which is deemed to be the oldest stone structure of its size in the world. A string of discoveries have been made there in the past few years, including the unearthing of a 4,400-year-old tomb of royal priest Watier in 2018 and the discovery of hundreds of mummified animals and statues a year later. Egypt hopes its major discoveries will help revive a vital tourism industry, which took a fresh blow because of the COVID-19 pandemic just when it had begun to recover from the aftermath of uprisings and civil unrest in 2011 and 2013. Coming up this week, Mount Carmel has a plethora of virtual classes available to the public and are super easy to tune into. Join in their yoga, health talks, or music lessons for kids by visiting their website, mountcarmelcenter.org. That's mtcarmelcenter.org. Additionally, if you know of any upcoming events you think should be included on our podcast, give us a shout out here at TDAD Radio on our Facebook page or give us a call at 719-846-3311. For a deeper look into what's happening today in Trinidad and beyond, visit the Chronicle News website, thechronicle-news.com, and don't forget to support your local journalists.
journalism with an online subscription. Another shout out to our sponsors, Trinidad Historic Main Street Board and the City of Trinidad presenting their Deck the Halls Christmas Decor Contest. Be sure to check out their Facebook page and cast your vote for your fave. That'll do it for today's episode. Thanks for sticking around. This has been Cameron Wayne. Have a great rest of your day. This is Chronicle News Media. Thank you.